Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that that point up because Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's Todd's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honors English class once, and they called my parents and were like, "Hey, just tell him he can't do it." <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass, and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that if I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. And welcome in, Green Bay Packer fans, to another edition of Lombardi's Bar here on Game On Wisconsin. I am your bartender, Dan Connick. Thank you so much again for joining us this week. If you have not done so already, take this moment, whatever platform you're on, follow us, like us, especially on the YouTube channel. Make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe and like on the YouTube channel so you get notified every time that we go live here at Game On Wisconsin. Welcome in, everybody. We got plenty of Packer stuff to talk about, much more training camp, and oh yeah, a real live football game coming up in just about 48 hours or so. To talk about all of that, I've got my two normal hosts in here with me. It's Todd and it's Jimmy. Boys, how are you doing this week? Normal? I, that's the first time anybody has described Jimmy and myself as normal. Regular. Thank, thank you. We'll we'll take that one. Typical. Yeah, I'm stuck the, in this little the weirdos that plain white up. kitchen. So I'm. Are you I'm here in a kitchen? On. Okay, I'm glad that you that you that you told us you're in a kitchen because I was guessing broom closet, bathroom, something along insane those asylum. Lines. They're all they're all these <laughs> <laughs> No, it, insane asylum would be better because then you'd have padded walls and you wouldn't have an echo. You'd be better off being in the insane asylum. <laughs> I need myself for so many reasons. Yeah. Well, welcome in everybody. Like we said, plenty to talk about Packers wise this week. As you can hear, Howie is Howie is just wants us to get, he wants us to jump right into things, yeah. Um, and let's do that. Let's bring in our guest. Speaking of insane asylum, this guy probably belongs in it because he's double dipping on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube channel tonight. It's the one and only Match Nine Matt. How are you doing? Welcome into the bar. I didn't know where that was going, but that was a good save on your part. Um, we almost had a one minute appearance by me on this show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I probably do belong in an insane asylum because, um, as people on Twitter probably know from my obnoxious tweets, I'm a diehard New York Yankee fan. It's the only team I'm left rooting for. I grew up a diehard New York Giants fan, but covering the NFL has taken the fan out of me. I grew up a diehard Syracuse basketball fan because my dad went there. But I covered the team when I went to Syracuse, kind of took the fan out of me. The Yankees are all I have left, and they stink right now. So about 45 minutes ago, after they lost to the Mariners 4-3 and blew another late lead, I fired my remote across my apartment and tried to hit my couch, but it missed the couch and hit the wall and my remote shattered. So I can't watch TV anymore until I go get my <laughs> So I probably do belong in an insane asylum. No, nah, we've all been there. And also the Yank being upset about the Yankees. I'm a Tigers fan, Matt. We just fired our GM in the middle of another terrible season and have an owner that's just telling us that everything is is okay. I would kill to be a Yankees fan right now. 
Listen, yeah. but but your expectations never get high. Your expectations are always with all due Fair. with all due, with all due that, disrespect. No, your expectations it, are always low, extraordinarily low. The ceiling is the roof. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Enough baseball. It's going to get. Yeah. Me let's again. get into it. Let's get into it. Todd, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, I think uh, the one thing everybody has really been talking about is this defense. Just not necessarily the personnel on the field. But everybody's talking about they're they're faster. There's this different look. How much different and better do they look as a unit than they have in in past seasons? They look really good, and we're still at the point of training camp where we're trying to figure out: is it the Packers' offensive line being without their two best players? Is it a potentially less dynamic receiving core that's making the secondary look good? We'll find out soon enough. But uh, I think on paper, this defense should be really, really good. Uh, probably the best since 2010. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl year. They don't really have any glaring weaknesses on paper. I think their defensive line depth, especially on the interior, is better. And that was probably the area they lacked in most last season. Um, Jaron Reed has had a really good camp so far. Dean Lowry's always kind of steady, probably has underperformed the last contract he got, but he's a serviceable number three interior defensive lineman. They need guys who can free up Kenny Clark. And Jaron Reed looks like he could be a guy that could do that. Um, The secondary looks unbelievable, uh, aside from when they each have to go up against Romeo Dobbs, and I'm sure we'll get into him. And then the the two linebackers, Quay Walker is running right alongside Devondre Campbell. You know, Chris Barnes and Isaiah McDuffie are running with the twos. And Walker's right in there with the ones, unlike his former Georgia teammate, Devontae Wyatt, who's, who's still running with the reserves. Not, it's not hating on him, but, you know, they can afford to kind of bring him along slower because there's more depth at his position. So really no weaknesses. Uh, I don't see any reason this defense can't be a top five, top 10 unit all season. So you brought him up and I was wondering, what have you really seen from Wyatt this training camp? Like, obviously he's running with the twos, but have you seen that progress and, I guess the reason the Packers took him in the first round? Not really. And that's partially because um, when they do team drills, they obviously split starters and a couple key reserves on one field and then backups, second and third stringers on the other field. And I'm pretty much always watching the starters. And so I'm not watching Wyatt all the time. Um, the best play he's had all camp, I'm assuming, uh, is the one he had on family night when he blew right by Sean Ryan with a spin move, got in Jordan Love's face. It was the play Love threw that 54-yard touchdown to Samori Ture, but uh, Matt LaFleur and Devontae Wyatt both said that that would have been a sack if he was allowed to hit the quarterback. So I wouldn't read too much into it. He didn't practice today because he was being evaluated for a concussion. I don't know what the findings of that evaluation were, but I wouldn't stress or fret about the fact that he's not working with the ones yet because, you know, TJ Slayton looks like he's made a nice year one to year two jump. And then, like I said, Lowry Clark and Reed, a rookie is not going to go over those guys in the first two weeks of his first. Year. All right, Matt, you mentioned him, the guy that's the hottest thing in green Bay since the introduction of indoor plumbing, Romeo Dobbs. He's really, you mentioned the wide receiving core making the secondary look good. He's been kind of the one guy that's consistently we're seeing the highlights of beating all of the secondary that's out there. 
But you did meant you kind of hit on that point. Outside of Dobbs, there really hasn't been a big wow guy on the offense. But is there anybody else that has actually stood out that maybe isn't getting the same amount of attention or the highlight real plays, that kind of stuff like Dobbs has been getting? No, not really. It's It's <laughs> been pretty much him. The offense has struggled pretty much all of camp, aside from that first day when they got the better of the defense. Um, I can't think of a day where they did like – full team drills and everything um, today included when the offense won. I mean, again, today, the starters two minute drill ended with Aaron Rodgers overthrowing Sammy Watkins deep down the left sideline and Vernon Scott of all people coming over and picking the ball off, you know, the offense has really struggled, but Dobbs has been really good. And Aaron Rodgers mentioned the other day, there have been some mental errors. Like I believe it was a screen pass the other day. Uh, Jair Alexander blitzed off the edge and, Dobbs was supposed to block Devondre Campbell, if I remember correctly, but he just got distracted by Alexander blitzing and went and got him instead. And Campbell completely blew up. Uh, no, it was a toss play to Aaron Jones and Campbell blew it up because Dobbs missed his assignment. And then Dobbs and Aaron Rodgers sat down at the lunch table together and hashed it out. But um, in terms of catches, he's burned Rasul Douglas. He's burned Eric Stokes. Uh, he's burned Keandre Thomas, Rico Gafford just made catches of all different sorts and varieties, contested, wide open. Um, Jair Alexander is the one guy he has not burned. And I, and I talked to Jair for a little bit today, and it was funny because the one play it looked like that Dobbs got him on uh, during their second one-on-one on Monday was when Dobbs beat him off the line and dropped a, a deep ball after getting a couple steps on Alexander. But I asked Jair today if that was OPI, and he said, oh, absolutely. You know, he, he – put his hands to my face mask at the line of scrimmage refs aren't going to call that in a game, but he was like, that's OPI. So according to the Jair Alexander scorebook, Romeo Dobbs went 0 for two against him in one-on-ones. That's about the only guy that hasn't been able or that has been able to stop him so far. Have you ever had a defensive back tell you it's not OPI? I was going to (laughs) say. I know. No. Like, like today, uh, when Vernon Scott had that interception that I mentioned, I was right there watching on the sideline. It looked like he got both, both feet in. But the ref said it was an interception, but then Aaron Rodgers from 40 yards away is signaling that he was out of bounds and went up to the line of scrimmage to run another play. Like these guys are never telling the truth. They're always going to try and like persuade someone that they're right. Um, I'd have to watch the play back again. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to film during one-on-ones, at least from the reporter's side. I know I've seen some videos on Twitter of fans doing it. So I appreciate that because it allows me to watch it back. So I don't know if it was OPI, who cares? It's practice. So we're, we're talking a little bit positively right now, which is some of the, the good things we're seeing from camp. Uh, probably the Packers' biggest downfall last year was their special teams unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we hired a coach, Richie B., um, hopefully turning it around. Besides long snapper, which I'm hoping you're going to try out for next week, <laughs> what are you seeing there from special teams? Like, is there an improvement? Should we be a little more optimistic this season, or is it still kind of up in the air? Well, with Rich Basaccia, you're not going to have, you know, fourth string wide receivers as the gunners. You know, Shamar Jean-Charles and Eric Stokes have been the gunners. Rasul Douglas is coming off the edge on the field goal block team. You're not going to have EQ St. Brown and Malik Taylor and, you know, Ty Summers on the special teams units. Chris Barnes and Isaiah McDuffie are ahead of Ty Summers on special teams right now. Rich Basaccia is not playing around anymore. Um, 
Long snapper is still an issue. I don't know if Jack Coco is the answer, but Steven Wordle definitely was not the answer. Um, they need Mason Crosby's knee to get healthy because Gabe Burkich is wildly inconsistent. Um, and Mason has said previously that his goal is to be ready for week one, that he doesn't think it should be a lingering issue. But then again, this knee is something that's going to keep him out of Friday's game against the 49ers. And it'll be the first game, preseason, regular season, postseason, that he has ever missed in his career, which is wild. Even though he's a kicker, I know it's not as physically demanding as other positions, but that's still crazy. They need him to get healthy because uh, they can't go into week one with Gabe Burkich, uh, based on what I've seen. Pat O'Donnell looks really good, um, but they need to figure out some other things. I mean, the, the thing that should haunt Packer fans everywhere is Tyler Lancaster freezing, blocking on the wing against the 49ers at the end of the first half. Like, that's not going to happen with Rich Passaggi. That's that's where the small improvements are going to be. Um, and then at returner, Amari Rogers is going to get a shot there. Romeo Dobbs is going to get a shot there. Rico Gafford might get a shot there. Uh, they'll probably have to battle it out between those three. And if, if Amari Rogers is being as indecisive last season or this season as he was last season, he's not going to be returning punts when it counts. So Rich Passaccio is a hard ass, definitely more animated in practice than I ever saw Mo Drayton get. I don't know if that's a good thing. We'll find out. So you mentioned Amari Rogers. We had uh, his offseason coach on last year, or not last year, last week. Uh, what do you see his role in the offense this season? Obviously, he'll get that chance at punt returner, but do you see him really contributing on offense, or do you think it's going to be another get your reps when you can and maybe next season for him? Yeah, it, I mean, it's strange because every time – Aaron Rodgers seems to go out of his way to mention receivers. Um, Amari Rodgers isn't in that group. And that should tell you something. Like yesterday, Aaron Rodgers said, 88 and 87 have done some really nice. Th this was right after he got done saying it's really the mental errors with the receivers. not Because he was reminded a couple of years ago, this was before I was covering the team, but in 18 when he just trashed the wide receivers one day for not trying hard enough in practice. I'm sure you guys remember that. He was referencing that or was asked about it yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, and basically said the the problem with this year's crop is not their effort. The effort's there, unlike a couple of years ago. It's the mental errors. And then he went on to say, you know, but 88 and 87 have done some really positive things and, and have shown me that we have some depth. He didn't say eight, and that's not an accident. You know, he's been very complimentary of, of Winfrey and Dobbs and obviously there's Watkins and Cobb and Alan Lazard. That's five. You're probably going to have three, maybe four receivers regularly contributing, you know, on a significant level. So if Amari Rogers is number six right there, I don't see too big of a role for him on offense. I, I did a story on him last week. And, and like you guys, I talked to the guy who trained him in, in Atlanta for, for six months, Dwight Phillips, who, who was a, a, 2004 gold medalist in the Olympics in the long jump. And listen, everyone's saying all the right things. He's down 16 pounds, shed the body fat. He feels quicker. You know, he feels more confident. But can you play football? Or can you make plays happen when you're on the field? He couldn't last year. And I'm not so sure how many opportunities he's going to get this year in the regular season if he doesn't totally dominate this preseason. Uh, one thing you mentioned when you were initially talking about special teams is having, you know, a lot more starters and, and high-end players out there. 
any concern? Uh, we saw what happened with AJ Dillon in mm-hmm. the the divisional round last year, getting hurt on special teams. Any concern having guys like that out there? Of course, yeah. There's always concern, and and Matt Lafleur will say that as well. But uh, you can't play scared. And the majority of the time, you have starters out there. They're not going to get hurt on special teams. It's convenient and fair to point to what happened to AJ Dillon blocking on a kickoff return against the 49ers, breaks a rib, misses the majority of the game. But uh, Rich, and I'm sure I've recited this stat a million times, so I'm sure you guys have heard it, but uh, of the 14 playoff teams last season, the Raiders ranked first in percentage of starters used on special teams during the regular season. The Packers ranked last. It's no surprise the Packers hired the guy who coordinated special teams for the first place team. Now, Aaron Jones, Devondre Campbell, Adrian Amos have been, you know, practicing on punt protection units. But Matt LaFleur has said that's just for an emergency scenario. But I do think you could see some guys in less risky positions, like a guy coming off the edge on a field goal block team, like a gunner, put Eric Stokes and John Charles there. I know John Charles isn't a starter. Um, You could see some of those guys rather than, you know, Devondre Campbell blocking for a punt return. But Devontae Wyatt, Isaiah McDuffie, Chris Barnes, those are the kinds of guys that are going to be in the middle there on kick return and punt return to kind of make these holes for, for kick returners that haven't been there in the past. Do you think Ty Summers makes the team? No, I don't. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I mean, he's not going to play on defense. You're going to have Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker as the two guys who primarily play on defense. Chris Barnes or Isaiah McDuffie is going to be your third guy. And like I said, right now, Chris Barnes and Isaiah McDuffie are, are ahead of, tie on the special teams units so if ty summers is isn't contributing on special teams that's been his his bread and butter the last three years if it's not anymore there's no no use for him on the team all right ty i was wrong okay <laughs> i'll admit um, that i said he was going to be a special teams person and i made a mistake uh matt we're we don't want to keep you for too much longer because like we said you've been very generous with your time here and you're no, you're fine. Keep me for as long as you want. My next appointment with the other guys is at eight. I got nothing to do before. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I want to get you. I want to get. We'll get you out here on a on a on a, a two part question here. Biggest question mark for you going into the start of this preseason game on Friday, and a player that you're most excited to finally see in a real game situation. So does the biggest question mark have to do with the preseason game or just as the team as a whole, as we go into the preseason? I think, I think the biggest question mark you're hoping to see like the start of an answer to, or, you know, it's a lead into the game. Like, you know, we see the game and we see, okay, this is where, you know, this right. is how this hole's getting filled or this is what's going on here. Right. Cause I was going to say David Bakhtiari, but I won't be watching that in the game. I think it's, I think it's Jordan Love. I think, you know, obviously it's been recited ad nauseum, but no preseason is rookie year. Missed half the preseason and the most important joint practices last year. He's healthy, has a chance to string together a couple starts for the first time in his career, albeit in exhibition games, and really show what he can do. Now, even if he doesn't go against starters, show that you can, you know, get in a rhythm, move the ball against another team other than your own. And these next three weeks could be the last bit of evidence or substance that Brian Gutekunst has to go off before he decides whether or not to exercise Jordan Love's fifth-year option 
uh, next May, which would lock in his 2024 salary around $20 million. And listen, is it fair to him that his career hinges on what Aaron Rodgers does? No, especially because we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. But that's the business. Aaron Rodgers doesn't owe anything to Jordan Love. So it's not it shouldn't be like Aaron Rodgers needs to give Jordan Love an answer uh, so the Packers know what they're going to do. I mean, we'll, we'll find out before May when they have to exercise that option what Aaron Rodgers will do. But it it's tough. That's But that's the nature of the business when you're a guy sitting behind the back-to-back league MVP. If, if he plays in a meaningful regular season game in meaningful snaps, that's not a good thing. So uh, the Packers are going to have to – maybe throw a dart in the dark here uh, in a couple months down the road when they're making their final evaluation on love with an eye toward the future, because they won't really have any substantial, meaningful game footage to go off of. You know, Kansas City last year just got thrown in on short notice. Detroit, that was a meaningless game. End of the Saints game season opener, garbage time. There's really nothing. I still don't know if he's going to be an NFL starting quarterback. And I feel at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career, from what I've heard, because I was, what, you know, 13 years old back when in 2008. But uh, I feel at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career, there was a little bit more of a, a sense that he could be the next guy. I don't get that with Jordan Love yet. Yeah. So I know Jimmy's got another question here for you quick. I just wanted – we can't have you on and not have any tracksuit content. Uh, so – I, I pulled this. I think this is go. probably the best look we've seen. Do you have anything uh, coming up that's going to rival this look for this uh, season? I don't know. I've decided, unfortunately, to retire the tracksuits. I felt, looking back on it, you know, it was fun in the moment. Devontae kind of, you know, played along with it. Listen, I'm all about having fun for the people, but listen – I, I write the stories. I shouldn't be the story. And maybe that's ironic for me to say, since that's in direct contradiction to the picture you just showed. But um, I would also sweat my ass off if I wore that to practice right now. <laughs> so I would not do that. But in the winter, maybe one thing. But I think the laughs have been had. The joke's a little old. Uh, and the story's not about me. So it's ironic that I'm saying that now. But I think... For the betterment of my reputation, I need to put this in. You don't want to get typecast. You can't be typecast exactly. as the yeah, as the tracksuit guy. I get it. Yeah. Have you thought about switching it up and maybe doing like crop tops or Jimmy? No one wants to do the crop top with you. Crop tops? Think... No, no, nobody. Wa- that would be even worse. Nobody wants to. See yeah, that yeah, no one does that. Yeah, nobody sure. wants to see that on me. <laughs> yeah, that better um, not have been your last question. You got, you got to come with a better. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I hope you wear a crop top. It's not. It's more of a statement. Um, so we heard a lot about Tyler Davis, uh, someone who can kind of surprise in that tight end unit. I've seen things on Twitter about uh, Daphne. But I haven't really seen much. It's been really quiet around Josiah DeGuara. Obviously, a third-round pick, someone Matt LaFleur really loved. Uh, has he been making plays in training camp at all or being uh, part of that starting unit? I, I've heard he's been more kind of in that fullback position, but what has what has he looked like in camp? You know, it's funny you say that because I wrote in one of my stories uh, on Monday that I think he's been like a, a quiet riser in camp. Um, maybe that's just because I've watched the the wide receiver and tight ends go against the DBs and one-on-ones and he's off the top of my head won every single one he went against Darnell Savage. Maybe it was only three over the couple days, but 
he's got really short hands. Um, he's not the fastest, but he can get out in space with a couple blockers ahead of him, like we saw in Detroit last year. He's done that a couple times in camp. Uh, he has good vision, good hands. He's no Robert Tunyon. They need him back in the worst way. But I wouldn't count out DeGuara just yet. You know, Davis and DeGuara are the two guys they need to see something from. Uh, I think it was during the offseason program when, when Rodgers was asked how the offense changes without 17. And he mentioned 84 and 81, who are going to have more opportunities as tight ends. And they're both getting opportunities. They're both running with the ones a, a decent amount. I haven't seen much in terms of Tyler Davis, um, but the staff and, and Goody really seem to like him. I think if Tunyon misses the first four games while he's on pup, which I expect him to, uh, one of those guys is going to need to step up. And I would put my money on DeGuara right now, but Davis not too far behind. Well, Matt, uh, I think that I think that does it for us. Well, we won't keep you right up until eight o'clock. We'll give you we'll give you some time to you know fix your hair, do whatever you need to do. I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. But we really do appreciate you coming on, taking the time to talk with us. Um, you know, I think I think everyone in the world knows where they can find you and everything. But if if people don't know, do you want to let people know where they can find any of your stuff? Well, it's just on the athletic one dollar a month for a subscription right now for the start of the season. Uh, I do my head of the pack podcast with Bill Huber, the nicest guy alive. Got a story out today from my one-on-one my -on -one with Jair. Uh, give that a read if you want. If you don't, that's fine. I don't blame you. Um, but other than that, that's all I got. We appreciate it, Matt. Always appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome back to the bar anytime, buddy. Anytime you guys want to have me. Always good Always good chatting with you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Awesome. And Thanks, uh, make Thanks, sure, like we, said, like we keep saying, Matt's going to be – Right back here in about in about 24 minutes, 34 minutes or so uh, with the open book crew. So, Matt, thank you again. We appreciate it. Take it easy, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. So, again, thank you to, uh, to Matt Schneidman for stopping by. Always appreciate it. Like we said, he's going to be on uh, in just a little bit with the open book crew again. And kudos to him for doubling up, doing, doing the double dip on the Game on Wisconsin channel. That's – not, I don't think I, I don't think anyone's ever attempted that yet. He'll be the first. I wouldn't do it. I know that no. for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not worth it. Yeah, one hour is enough. The, yeah. I mean, the, the good news is he's doing two shows. Didn't realize Jimmy still had the dog there with him. That's pretty incredible. Uh, he's doing two shows on Game on Wisconsin and avoiding Jacob Westendorf with both of those. I mean, that's I – mean, that's, that's – yeah just a blessing in itself to be able to do that uh big shout out to him there takes some uh takes some skill to avoid jacob in the uh, game on wisconsin content field um all right guys let's um let's <laughs> jimmy in the chat what come on you gotta unmute yourself and talk to us what the heck just happened what happened at your house uh my dog's going crazy because <laughs> someone threw an egg at our window um <laughs> So there we are. <laughs> a single egg. Jimmy is having a fantastic yes. night. Uh, the reason he's in the kitchen is his internet was just awful uh, before the show. So with like four minutes before we went live, he had to completely relocate and then try to make it not sound and look terrible. Now he's getting egged. Uh, that glass of milk. It's a good thing you had that glass of milk earlier, Jimmy, because that's going to pull you through the rest of the night. 
needed it. I just got to add that BS to what I have to do tonight of packing, finish packing up. I got to add cleaning my window now to clean my Find those damn kids. I I thought you weren't leaving until like the 13th. You don't need to start packing yet. No, so I I leave on Friday at midnight. Or not midnight, probably like 9 o'clock. I'm driving through the night, so I got to get my stuff ready by like sometime Friday. You got plenty of time. Well, I know, but knowing me, I'm going to start it Friday morning. Like it's not going to – I'm not – this isn't something I'm going to slowly do. It's something I'm going to cram in for like four hours. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll make it work. You guys want to buy a round? Yeah, let's get the – You guys want to buy a round? Let's buy a round. Let's buy a round here. Uh, Todd, why don't you kick us off? Who are you buying a round for this week? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, primetime job money, Jair. We kind of talked about it last week with with Dobbs, you know, burning Stokes. Um, Stokes was actually my pay the tab last week for that. Ja came out this week and reminded people that he, Romeo Dobbs is a rookie uh, and he's only going to do so much. And then Ja just shut down everybody else that went up against him as well. So good to see him back out there uh, doing his thing. Definitely missed last year. So always great to have him back. And they, he had like his, I read on Twitter, his first completion against him today in all of camp, which is, incredible to go this long without allowing a completion it was to alan lazard which if you're going to allow one to happen that's the guy to do it to i i forget exactly what the quote was i saw it like a little bit right before we came on from jair something about like he hopes razul douglas gets 20 interceptions this year he hopes eric stokes gets like 40 and he hopes and he's going to get 110 <laughs> I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love no that running plays against us. Purely no only pass. It's going to be only. It's going to be every team four verts every play. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, who are you buying around for? Uh, I'm going with uh, the rookie, uh, Ture. He he had a great family night. And honestly, the main reason I'm buying around for him is after his. Uh, touchdown it was it was a fade that he he adjusted for got it slid for a touchdown uh he did the antonio brown dance and uh put that shit on uh so i thought that was hilarious that that dance is a real thing and it's so easy that literally anyone can do it you just have to put your fingers back and forth come on Todd. Uh, yeah so you no, know we all have to do it that's how we get the clip thank online. you so much yeah. <laughs> he got uh and he, he seems like he really – I don't obviously, I don't think he's going to make the team, but he seems like someone that could be a practice squad guy that uh, could kind of work their way on, uh, hopefully. But he's, he's doing well. Uh, is what you like to see out of someone that you're, you're taking a pick on, albeit a seventh-round pick. So um, definitely buying around for him. All right. I like it. I am going to uh, buy around for HBO. Um, first episode of – Hard Knocks came out last night, uh, obviously following the NFC North opponent, Detroit Lions. And uh, yeah, just like <laughs> big props to HBO for A, giving us this content every year because there's it, there's always something great that comes out of Hard Knocks. Um, and also real the producers realizing that the two main stars of this HBO 
hard knock season is going to be the head coach, Dan Campbell, obviously, who just says crazy shit off the wall and sounds like the, you know, the guy at the gym that's trying to convince you to like follow Jesus, but also maybe start doing drugs. Um, He's every division three strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. <laughs> He is. But we but we love him, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I for am sure. a huge Dan Campbell fan. Yeah. I I love him about as much as I, I I love him in the same way that I love like like circus clowns. Like it's okay, that's too harsh. It's a bit he's, of a, it's the sideshow. I, I, I don't I don't think that he's like a super like intellectual football mind. He's just he's just loud. He's a player's coach. You know he's gonna get them to sorry i just saw jacob's thing that literally is me um so r.i.p gonna uh but it just he's gonna get his players to play hard like it doesn't matter if they're down 28 points in the fourth quarter like they're gonna keep going like he gets everyone bought in yeah yeah i think that's like a really cool thing and you don't get that from every nfl head coach uh i have a man crush on him so please don't slander i would rather i would i would rather have a coach coach my guys to play well rather than play hard and play poorly, which is yeah, I don't want I don't want a team that's good at playing hard when they're down 28. Okay. I'd but rather have a team that doesn't is, go down That's a good for a team last year that we knew were going to suck ass. Like they still gave it their all. And I think they're, they're going to be totally fine. Like I seriously, obviously they're not going to be last place. Thank you bears. I guarantee I, I will bet right now that they win at least six games. At I least. think I think I think you are in the gym because you're high. You're high right now. You don't think they win six? I games. don't think they win six games. Put no, something on it right now. I'll yeah. fifty bucks. I will. I will. I will fifty, I'll put bucks, 50 bucks on it. Six wins. Oh, uh, Dan, just it. remember. Jimmy's gonna make this bet, and when it comes time to pay up, he's gonna make. God, a phone this call is to different than getting your name tattooed get, on my hat. Fake mad. No. And no. Don't interrupt me while I'm telling the truth about you. Just don't expect him to pay up on that. Speaking of goats, everybody. Hey, there we go. The Big new B, long snapper. Big, Big B. B. That's All right. There's Dan. God damn it. Okay, I'm unmuted. $50. <laughs> they win at least six games. Yeah. I Now, hold on. Is it they hit six games or they have to go over six games? They hit six games. They hit six. I they just he, win yeah, he, six he games. He said at least six games, I think. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll lay fifty bucks on that. That's two wins against the Bears, and then four other ones they just pull out of their ass. Don't That's easy. It's the Lions. <laughs> I, all I, right, but there's really four games they have to win. They're gonna be fine. Dan, that, that's the easiest 50 bucks you're ever going to win. What? Fuck off. Tom. Someone, this is where we need, this is where we need producer Nick. When's the last time the Lions won six, more than six games in a season? Was, I don't need was them to win more than six games. I need them to win six, six. games. Okay, six games. All right. When's the last time? Idiot. You Google do it. your. Let's do pay the tab. Yeah. I'll Let's do pay that. the tab. I'll start with mine. Match Diamond's booking secretary. I don't know who's handling his appointments or whatever, but dude. You booked yourself two on on back to back shows, man. I appreciate the hustle. We appreciate the hustle, but I'm worried for you, brother, my brother in Christ. Find find a, a find your uh, your Google Calendar or whatever, and realize that we are on the same night, and you're gonna kill yourself over it because you got to deal with all of us at once. We appreciate it. I'm not ragging on you. I'm just saying I'm, I'm looking out for you, buddy. I, I'm I want to help you. Well. So. 
luckily for we gave him the softball questions. You know he's gonna go into open book. They're gonna they're gonna Tear hit him, him with, with the tough ones. So Tear him uh up. hopefully he can stay loose in between shows here. Uh I know myself at my age, I sit down for more than like five minutes, everything tightens up. Uh so hopefully he can can make it through. Uh I'm gonna pay the tab. Uh I got Rich Passaccia on this one. Coming in this this offseason, everybody was talking about great hire. Special teams is going to be solved. It's going to be fixed. That's the only thing we're hearing out of camp on the negative side of things is there's no long snapper. Obviously, Mason getting hurt makes, you know, puts a hiccup at, at kicker. Still not anything really happening with the returners. Like, what's changed? That's still the biggest issue in camp. Probably probably need to make sure you shore up a few of those. And I don't know that just saying, oh, well, we can use starters is the best way to go about solving that problem. I don't know that it was necessarily a personnel issue. You know, I, I will say this. And again, I'm coming at this with zero special teams knowledge. Like I've said before, special teams is like pornography. I cannot, I cannot define when it's what it is, but I can tell you, I can I can see it when it when it is when it happens. Bad special teams. That was the metaphor it was supposed to be. Bad special teams. I can't define it or tell you what it is, but I, I can I can I can tell you when I see it. I'm gonna bail on that. You. Uh, it was a good one too if you would have put it together right. It, it was the, 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 the pieces were there. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. You there. had the pieces. You just couldn't put it no, together. The pieces no, you were did there. Not. Yes. No. It was there. It was there to work. I just needed to. I just needed to to paint the picture. Anyway, regardless, what I'm trying to say is, I I know zero about what makes a good special teams work. I will say what what maybe is happening is, in the past, we kind of tolerated a level of special teams that Rich Basaccia isn't, and so the turmoil and turnover and guys getting thrown in and all this different stuff getting, you know, worked out. Maybe that's not so much turmoil as him just figuring out what's going to work, throwing, throwing things in here. And this is how he works through it to figure out what, what actually works. So maybe this is just the rich Passaccia process. Which is fine to an extent, but when we're talking about still having issues, just catching punts, and, that's fair. Yeah, and Amari Rogers fair. still can't do it, but yet he's still in contention with two other guys. It leads me to believe that those two other guys are having issues as well. well uh, when have you heard that other than the time that the jugs machine was, was fucking up? Like, I feel like that was really the only one day where they were really harping on players missing punts like Amari Rogers. I feel like there's been other stuff, but maybe not. It could have just been regurgitated from that. <laughs> really like that either either way like like i i would expect at this point the way that things have been going if somebody makes a nice play on a punt return it's going to get tweeted out by you know 16 times by every person that's there like and there's just not any talk of special teams looking good or or making a play or, or anything happening i feel like this year going into what we had last season like we don't need them to make a good play. We just need them to not fuck up. You know what I mean? Like that's really all we need. We don't need that big play out of them. Right. 
We just need them to field punts. And I haven't even heard that that's happening consistently. So that's, I mean, I, at the, at the San Francisco game, I was saying there was a punt to, to Rogers and I was applauding him for catching it and getting out of bounds, which was all he needed. Just catch the punt, go out of bounds. He did it. It was great. Uh, Most of the stadium applauded him for that. Like Bare minimum, do that, and we're not even hearing that the bare minimum is being done. I mean, at this point, Todd, so. we are like only what, like 12, 14 days into training camp. Like, let's let's give Rich some time to to. He's he's playing. He's I'm, playing I'm sorry. With, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no you're right. Working. Let's not let's not praise anybody and let's not shit on anybody. I'm, we're only fourteen days in. Let's just hold on. Sorry that I was expecting no, some guys I, to be able to catch a fucking punt. By this is, point in training camp. Is this where we bring in the Eric Stokes slander we got from Dan last year during this time? Yeah. When he told him to pay the tab because mm-hmm. he wasn't making plays during training camp. So that's I'm just saying keep, I, it, keep it consistent, I Dan. Said. I said he he was making the plays, and so mm-hmm. I expected him to keep making the plays. You you made him pay the tab because he was making plays as a yeah, rookie in training camp? Yes. Yes. Mm. That this is the level we expect. Which mm. one of us is doing drugs here? Because right now it sounds like you. Well, after that porn speech, I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know why. I hope you're not driving tonight. <laughs> but no, but I think I've got to keep an eye on you. You might be having. A I stroke. think I've got first shift baby duty. So, God <laughs> buckle bless up, Howie. Howie. Uh, Jimmy, who needs to pay the tab for you? I'm going just with all the Jordan love slander on Twitter of just completely bashing him at any chance they get. Like it's super confusing to me. Be- solely in the fact of we don't need him to be the starter right now. We don't need him to be the next franchise quarterback right now. We need him to get better. He's had really, this is really his second training camp. Let him develop. He's gotten better. Everybody even said, Rogers has said, Matt LaFleur has said he's gotten better. Well, yeah, but they're only 14 days into camp that they're saying he's getting better. So what does that really mean? Fuck off, Todd. Uh, Let him develop. He's doing his job and progressing. So like, Back the fuck off. Like, I'm I'm so sorry he didn't make the plays you wanted to see him make in family night, a glorified practice. I, I want to, Jimmy, I want to ask you this question because you brought this up. And I, I I don't know because I'm with you. I, I don't like the Jordan loves, the unnecessary Jordan love slander. But when is the point that we hit for Jordan love where we say it's enough, it's enough of the, you know, I don't want to call it making excuses, but like, okay, we, we've, we've, when, when is it on the schedule that we say enough is enough, Nick, now you have to make the place. Now we have to show, is it, is it when he becomes a starter or is it because, is it when he, if he gets the the fifth year option, is that when we like, was that when it switches? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not criticizing your point. I'm genuinely yeah. asking the question. I, I'm, I don't know. Like when, when, when would that narrative shift? I really don't think you can, judge a quarterback until they have a season to play and obviously that's not ideal especially someone going to take over for Aaron Rodgers in however many years Rodgers wants to play but I don't think any quarterback you can actually judge until they're getting significant playing time because even Rodgers first year what did he go six and six and eleven like four whatever he went like he whatever the fuck it was I for doesn't matter uh, like you can't really you can't judge a quarterback until they have significant playing time. He had his one game against the Chiefs, which was just thrown in. Um, 
after Rodgers got COVID, he barely had time to practice with Adams because he had COVID. Uh, so it's, and even now, like last season, we saw him a little bit during, during preseason, then he got hurt. This is really the first time we're going to see him, as Matt said earlier, string games together. Uh, and it's not even real games or just exhibition games. So I don't think you can truly judge a quarterback until you see them get a full season. But I don't, I honestly don't even know if we'll ever get that with Jordan Love because I don't know how long Rodgers is going to want to play. But that doesn't mean his time as an NFL quarterback is going to be bad. Like he could go to another team and be really successful. We honestly don't know. And so that's why I don't get why we shit on him so much because who fucking knows? Like just enjoy the ride. We got Rodgers. All this is fucking gravy on top of it because he could be great. He could not be. We don't know. Who gives a fuck? We got Rodgers. Let's uh, Tom throw that question back up there from Gil. Let's 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 uh, let's throw that out here now. What what do we think happens? Does he get the f- the fifth year attempt? Do they try to rework the contract, get a decent contract? Do they trade or let him walk after the, after he's up? I I think it's a combination. I think they pick up the fifth year option and trade him. Uh, mm. His value obviously goes up at that point because there's more control for whatever team's going to have him even at whatever his price tag is going to be in the $20 million range. That's still, you know, you're, you've got a year of him in your system and then a year where you're paying him that uh, if he gets traded after this season. So I, I think that that's uh, probably the most likely scenario Aaron alluded to, uh, you know, on pardon my take this week that he wants to play three, maybe four more years, which goes out of, loves contract range at this point, even with that fifth year option. So I would, uh, I think that that's probably what they'll do. And that's going to get them the most value in return uh, for Jordan love too, by adding that extra year. But do you think, do you think someone trades for a Jordan love playing on a one year, $20 million? No, but if you do it after this season, it's there's two years. Oh, so you're saying, you're saying exercise a fifth year here and then trade in yep. this upcoming okay yeah okay but so next season it, and the following season he'll be with gotcha. another team i think it also depends though on his on his play this preseason mm-hmm. and what they see during practice the rest of the year even if he does fill in for rogers for whatever may happen i think that's a big factor of it is what they see um i think we'll have a better understanding of that after these next three games but uh i'm with todd on this i don't I think the most likely scenario is they might pick it up and trade him. I don't see a future of him being the next guy. Um, but also, we're all idiots and don't know anything. Oh, so who really knows? that's <laughs> accurate and fair, but you don't need to just put it out there like that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're all really smart and know a lot what we're talking about, but we're unsure on this particular thing. Just this one in particular. One, Yeah, yeah this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, that kind of leads us into our our bar bets, I guess. Uh, we and it's all and it's all about everything coming up this Friday against the 49ers because all of the old gods are dead and we've been abandoned in this hell because, of course, that we have to play the 49ers in San Francisco the first very first uh, game back after after that divisional game. So, uh, leading into that hellscape again. Packers offense, does it score more points than they did the last time that they played the 49ers? And forgive me for blocking this out of my head. Was it 13 points or 10? 
that we scored in the divisional game. I can't even remember anymore. I blocked it out. Yeah, no, nah, I have. Think I had a four-hour drive home and a blizzard to flush that one from my memory. So <laughs> I had a child being born to get to get me through that. Um, I think it was thirteen. I'm pretty sure it was thirteen. I don't. I, I've, I literally I've blocked this away. I've never even thought about that game since since now. Um, Either I'm way, sure I'm going, I don't. Whatever it was, I'm going five Bakhtiari's over. Five Bakhtiari's over. Yeah. I I agree. I think it has to be has to be more than. 13 or 14, whatever it is. It more than 14. more than two scores. It was 10? Fucking yeah. hell. God damn, that game sucked. <laughs> Just reliving it. Jesus Christ. Like this yeah. is this is free therapy. <laughs> this is I'm going, I'm going five bacteries over. And me too. Five bacteries over. If if they don't score more than 10 points, I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some real some real questions coming into uh, coming in the next week. Um, Tyler, sorry, real quick. Tyler Herrick put on uh, Twitter how he just hopes we abs- – and it is only preseason, but just out of all the times the 49ers have beat 4-0 now against Rodgers in the playoffs, I know it's only preseason, but he tweeted out how he hopes we, like, demoralize them in this game. I and agree. I'm the same way. Like, I say we go full Bills versus Patriots in the playoffs – just run up the score, not give a single fuck, and just try to score 60. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to completely embarrass the 49ers. Will it happen? Probably not, because it's the 49ers, and they always do well against us. But if we could just make them hate their lives, it'd be great. The thing, you can't demoralize a professional football team in the preseason. Like, every guy in that locker room, it doesn't matter what the score is. They go, That's, it's preseason. It's, yeah. It is what it is. We're out there doing – yeah, this one is this one is for the fans. This is for the love of the game. Yeah. Um. All right. Over under, one and a half special teams mishaps. Todd, you wrote these questions. Or was it Todd or Jimmy that wrote these questions? Who wrote these? Todd. Yes. Todd. What are, What are we considering a mishap here? Just. Uh, just. I think. I think we're gonna take it. Uh. By your loose definition is, of it's it's like porn. I don't know what it is but i know what it looks like i can't define it but yeah. i know what it looks like i know <laughs> okay. it when i see it uh so I, I i think you know obvious missed blocks uh uh-huh. blocked punts field goals muff punts or kick returns do things like all, all around dumbass but do do things like penalties like like a holding on a punt return no. does that count okay unless it it's has to an be absolute boneheaded stupid penalty. one yeah. okay okay all right so over under jimmy why don't you start I'm going to go under five Bakhtiaris. I really think Richie B is going to get this thing in line. He's going to go out there and field punts. Yeah, Richie B is going to go out there and field the punts for the team. No, I I think he's going to get those guys, like, in practice is where you want the mistakes to happen. Um, And albeit it seems, especially that one day there were a few mistakes, uh, but I think they're really going to dial it in and impress some people. Uh, So I'm going to go under. And I think it will be a flawless, zero mistake special teams performance. Todd? Uh, I'm going to go five Bakhtiaris over uh, because we're using my loose definition. I'm going to guarantee it's over. So you're going to make sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be over. (laughs) Todd's going to watch every snap on the coach film and be like, ah, his his feeding, his his foot placement was not right. Yep. 
how do you how do you put the wrong hand down pre-snap? <laughs> okay, what are you doing? He had three fingers instead of two. Clearly a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll find him. I'll find him. I um I'm gonna agree with Todd. I'm gonna go five Bakhtiari's over. And on it, I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna get any even need Todd to Zapooter film any any of this to find it. I think we probably have at least two Can we back real up? special what was that? teams. Zapooter film. You know, the the film the famous film of JFK being shot, assassinated. Like oh, okay. that's I just I known that as JFK getting shot. I didn't yeah. know that as Sapooter film. Sapooter. As Z A P U G. Jimmy Jimmy had it. Jimmy Jimmy nailed it. Sapooter. <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. All right. One more, guys. Does love play more than two quarters? I'm gonna start and I say uh I'm gonna say five Bakhtiaris. Yes. I think he probably goes, he goes the first half and like maybe a series, depending on like when they get the ball in the third quarter for the first time, he plays one series uh, at least in the third quarter. So he just goes a little bit over. Um, So I'll say, yes, he goes over more than two quarters. There's no way he's sorry. There's no way he's not playing at least three quarters. Like what's the point of not? Well, then you write a fucking question next time, dickhead. Yeah, that was a horrible question. That's a clear over. Why would they? Why would they play at least more than a quarter? Because maybe you don't want to play love three quarters and risk an injury. <laughs> no, you know you should play him. You should play him the whole. Then you write game. the fucking question or take the easy fucking Bakhtiaris. I'm so sorry. Five Bakhtiaris over. That's an easy easy bet. Over. At least three quarters. Sorry, Todd. And Todd, how are you going with it? I'm going to go five Bakhtiari's under because Jimmy's a fucking moron. And uh, he's just going to be wrong. (laughs) I wish wish he's counted for the regular season. I'm going to do this all season and just berate the questions. That's why Dan normally makes them. Dan, make Todd do them all season. But because there was uh, zero pre-show effort from you jimmy i had to write i was the trying to figure out where to get my internet guest and i had to put in the the bakhtiaris Ty, i came out 30 I minutes early a tab for you i had to tell you your shit doesn't work i mean oh i'm just, so sorry i didn't realize nightmare. that absolute nightmare it's preseason though we'll we'll hey we'll mm. get better preseason game on friday what is it an 8 30 eastern 7 30 central kick from uh, from Santa Clara out there. We'll have plenty to talk about next week. Jimmy, who's coming out with us next week? All right, next week we got Packaday, founder himself, Andy Herman coming on with us. Uh, again, 7 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday. Make sure you're here with us. Follow us on Twitter at Lombardi's Bar. Make sure you subscribe to Game on Wisconsin's YouTube uh, so you don't miss Andy Herman uh, giving us all the insight on, one, the preseason game, and two, everything in practice that followed after that. So next Wednesday, Andy Herman, don't be a loser like Todd and make sure you follow or uh, join us next week. And you'll get notified in about three minutes from now when the open book crew gets kicked off and guess who's going to be there. Our good buddy, Matt Matt Steinman. Thank you everybody for joining us here on Lombardi's bar. You can follow us on our socials right here on the Twitter. And like Jimmy said, everywhere on uh, Lombardi's bar, and game on wisconsin iowa joe we appreciate you we appreciate everyone that stopped in it was a ton of you guys we saw 
For Todd, for Jimmy, I'm your bartender, Dan Connick, saying cheers and go Pepco. Go Pepco.